G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, we talk a lot of recent times about the abortion issue, even describing it as the leading cause of death in Australia, with 70,000 plus abortions each year under the current estimates. That number is likely to climb dramatically if public hospitals become the major providers of abortion in Australia. While some think that will never happen, it is a real wake-up call to understand that it's already part of the election platform of the Australian Labor Party. Well, Tishan Johnson from the pro-life organisation Cherish Life is joining us. Tishan, a special welcome along to 2020. Hello, Neil. Lovely to say hello again. Tishan, what are you hearing from people about the likelihood that our public hospitals could well soon be abortion providers? People are horrified when they understand that Labor has promised um, to remove all restraints from abortion across Australia, to put pressure. This is federal Labor. If they win, if Bill Shorten wins the government, win, wins the election and he takes government, uh, they have said openly they will pressure the states and territories to provide uh, funding for abortions in state hospitals. And if they don't, up to billions of dollars worth of health funding could be withheld um, in retaliation. They're also going to put pressure on the states of New South Wales and South Australia to fully decriminalise abortion. But the only two states where abortion still sits under the criminal code, so in New South Wales and in South Australia too, it's kind of got a hybrid model there. Um, and yes, they're removing all restraint from abortion across Australia, plus making abortion uh, completely available at public hospitals. At the moment, only about 10 to 15% of abortions are provided at public hospitals, vast majority private clinics. So people are horrified. They don't want to be paying to kill babies and harm women, and they certainly don't want to be pay, paying for that up until birth. And it would mean uh, more late-term abortions, particularly with all that in Victoria in 2008 when the Victorian Labor government there removed all restraint from abortion when they passed the Abortion Law Reform Act. Um, abortions, late-term abortions went up on average by 40% a year. Tishan, clearly there will be pro-abortion people on all sides of those political parties that are vying for positions in government. But is it the case that it's only the Labor and Greens parties that actually have this as part of their platform? Yes, it is. They're the only ones who have it part of their policy platform. Sorry, I haven't read Greens, but it is kind of in their ethics. They're fully uh, for completely free, completely accessible abortion and completely for euthanasia. I have read Labor's policy platform. It's actually up on our website um, and it's page 128 and they talk about this in detail. So they do um, have as an initiative to force all the states or to fully remove all access to abortion. That includes pressuring New South Wales, South Australia to decriminalise, as I said, and completely free access to abortions and free abortions at public hospitals. So we would be paying for it, the taxpayer. So they're the only ones who have that in their policy platform, apart from Greens, which I suspect it is because that's kind of standard for Greens. 
Tishan, up until now, it's been a state issue, what happens with abortions. And usually when we get to a federal election, we're not talking about this issue. But Labor, somehow or other, has made this a federal issue by making this a part of their federal platform. That's exactly right, Neil. It always is administered at the state and territory level. It's normally a state election issue. Yes, you're absolutely right. And back to what you might be hearing from people, because what we're talking about here with federally funded public hospitals and the abortion issue is that it's taxpayers' money that will be used to fund abortion. That means it's it's your tax, it's my tax, it's the tax of every listener that they're paying that is going to be paying for those abortions. There's a moral issue here, isn't there, around support for any government that might be providing money, taxpayers' money, for abortion. I not agree more. Hugely, a huge moral dilemma. Absolutely huge. I would go so far, and this is my personal view, I'm not necessarily representing Cherish Life, although we're all very concerned about this Labor policy. Uh, I don't know if someone understands this, how you can be Christian and vote Labor, because uh, it will lead to more. Uh, if Labor get in this type of framework would lead to more dead babies, more babies aborted, even healthy babies to healthy women. I need to emphasise that component. Uh, Labor governments in uh, Victoria, the ACT and Queensland have legalised abortion up until birth, even for social reasons, so psychological, physical, but they also include social. So that in that basically for any reason whatsoever, you can abort a healthy child up into birth. And that's just simply not okay. It's absolutely unbelievable. And that's what Labor wants to do across Australia. So very concerning. It is a huge uh, dilemma, this election. It is a huge red flag in, in next to Labor. And many years ago, uh, so probably some of the listeners would remember, Labor was quite an ethical party, even a wonderful party. But it's become very bad for whatever reason. I think there's a number of reasons. But this election, Labor is terrifying in regards to life. Last time we were talking, Tishan, we were discussing the likelihood or the possibility of a network of pro-life organisations like Cherish Life, and there's a number of these around the nation, uh, but joining forces because the recognition that there is a now federal platform for funding abortion in public hospitals and uh, the idea of campaigning together and making sure that you get the maximum exposure for the uh, understanding this issue. Uh, What's happened with that network? Absolutely. So in WA, Right to Life Western Australia are doing a wonderful job. Uh, they're running a campaign over there um, in a number of electorates, uh, just letting people know about Labor's abortion policy this this uh, election. In particular, uh, there's a number of electorates, as I said, but there's Cowan over in WA where the incumbent Labor person is actually, not only is it pro-abortion Labor, but she's also a member of Emily's List. Um, so she's on a very small margin. So we're hoping to actually out her out of her speech because uh, Emily's List is actually a very militant, I'd say, um, political arm of the abortion lobby. In effect, that's how they operate. Uh, so, yeah, they're doing a great job. We've also got um, Pro-Life Victoria. Uh, we're, we're campaigning in a number of seats there. Uh, there's a South Australian team. We're organising people around New South Wales. We have a number of seats there, as well as Tasmania. So if anyone here is listening as part of the Tasmanian pro-life group, we haven't been able to find you, but if there is one, please do contact me. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's Australia-wide campaign. The only places we're not going into is the Northern Territory and the ACT because uh, pro- our messaging probably can't make a difference there.
this election. But you you mentioned Emily's List, and this is primarily an organisation, a pro-abortion organisation that targets and supports women who stand on the left side of politics. Just how significant is that, that they're providing funding for candidates and when they're elected they're almost holding them to account uh, for standing by their pro-abortion stance. Look it's hugely significant Neil. I think this is one of the reasons Labor has gone a very dark path. Um, There's over close to 100 Emily's List MPs in Australia so they're always one of the qualifiers is you have to be pro-choice or in other words pro-abortion and you have to be a woman. So all of these women in Australia are uh, in the Labor Party, and they all have very powerful positions. Well, a lot of them are. Penny Wong is an Emily's Lister, so she's uh, one of the shadow ministers. Uh, the deputy opposition, opposition leader, so Bob, um, Bill Shorten's number two, Tanya Plebisek, she's an Emily's Lister. Shadow Health Minister Catherine King is an Emily's Lister. It was Tanya Plebisek, so the deputy to Bill Shorten and Catherine King, the Shadow Health Minister, who actually came up with this women's policy. They're both Emily's Listers. In Queensland, the Deputy Premier who pushed through, helped push through abortion to birth laws up here is an Emily's Lister. There is a hundred of them. And this election, there's about another ten who are trying to get into politics. Emily's List is a very well organised um, group which started in the USA. Over in the USA, they get about $45 million worth of funding a year. And they literally fund campaigns for pro-abortion women to get into politics. And then what happens when they get in? They push and they manipulate and they lobby for abortion without restraint and preferably taxpayer-funded abortion. It's actually unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, the campaign that you've been behind, and I imagine this is more than just letterboxing, but you've been rallying an army of people who have been letterboxing their electorates uh, with a message that is a pro-life message. Uh, How are you going with that, and uh, is there room for a few more volunteers? Oh, Nia, we would love a lot more volunteers. Uh, We need particularly some more people in Victoria. Uh, New South Wales, some of the seats were a bit light on. Other seats are flying along, um, doing so well. And uh, basically, uh, people can sign up on our website. Um, there's a sign-up function on the cherishlife.org.au website to help for our campaign. Uh, we're getting a lot of people from all around Australia contacting us, and then we're contacting them with uh, people in their area in the local electorates that we're campaigning in. So, um, yeah, thank you. It's, it's, look, it's going really well. Um, in Queensland, we've been letterbox dropping for a number of weeks because it takes a long time to get a lot of flyers out, and some states are just starting now, which is the most crucial time the last uh, two to three weeks before an election is each. So thankfully we, uh, we're still doing some in Queensland. This is key time to get things in people's letterboxes. Okay. Now these campaigns can be costly. Uh, how are you going financially? Could you do with a few extra dollars if there's someone who oh, wants to contribute? Absolutely, Neil. We spent, we emptied our whole piggy bank last year trying to fight the abortion bill up here and so we've, um, we're doing the best with what we have and we just spend money as it comes in. So we're also booking media at this point in time and I'm wanting to do more media, uh, you know, television, digital media, radio, uh, Facebook across Australia, Facebook targeted media, and we kind of we can only do so much. And also print, we're doing um, some print ads in some regional places. Uh, but as as money comes in, we spend. So the quicker it comes in, the more we can do before the election, which is the critical time. <laughs> yeah. And Tishan, people who are wondering about which parties 
have abortion as part of their platform and which ones don't and which ones might even have a question mark over them. Uh, I know you make some reference to the Christian Values Checklist, uh, which is a checklist that comes out before each election. It gives people, particularly Christians, an idea of what parties are voting for who at a glance. This is a resource that you've been making use of? Absolutely. We even promote it through our network. I sent it to all our supporters last night. Uh, Christian Values Checklist is an excellent resource. I've personally been using it for many years to vote and I always print, you know, 50 or 100 for my church and get permission if I can leave it in the foyer. And um, yet, yeah, excellent. It goes through 20 uh, points. Um, which I think really irrelevant to Christian this year, this election, abortion's the first one, then we've got, we got two on abortion actually, and then we've got one on euthanasia, then gender fluidity, etc. Um, and it really, it talks about the, some of the major parties and it has ticks and crosses and some question marks if they're good or bad on an issue. And for me, for many years, I've always just looked for the abortion one and whoever's worst on abortion, they kind of go last and then I work my way up <laughs> when I vote. Um, so yeah, that's, I would really recommend that. That's always helped me voting for many years. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be either Scott Morrison or or Bill Shorten at PM. And uh, I mean, whoever people vote for, that's the way it's going to come out. I just would really um, just gently request that people put Labor and Greens last selection for the sake of life. Right. Well, let me just go along with uh, this idea for a moment, a great idea that you share there with the Christian Values Checklist uh, to run off a whole bunch of copies, the number that you might have in your local church and distribute those so people have a good idea who they're voting for on Election Day. So I'll give two websites. I'll give the cherishlife.org.au website. Uh, For those who might be wanting to participate in any of the campaigns that you're running, the pro-life campaign in the lead-up to the federal election and also the Christian Values Checklist website at the Australian Christian Values Institute. Uh, it's christianvalues.org.au. So cherishlife.org.au and christianvalues.org.au. Tishan Johnson from Cherish Life, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Such a pleasure. Thank you, Neil. God bless you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.